Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is the 14th and final topic in the lesson series called Who Am I? I started this series with What Am I? Now ending it with Who Am I? The first is a spiritual existence and this one is our human one. It is a question we ask ourselves throughout our lifetime in this world. It is attached to a sense of belonging and a physical presence. The Course might suggest that this is an ego-based journey. I think it's a place in between. A place between what we are and where we are. This series ends today, but I'm working on a new segment of episodes that I will refer to as The Course. These episodes will look at The Course of Miracles from my perspective. I will share the knowledge I've gained from reading it seven times. (laughs) Now the eighth time I will read it. Um, as I'm creating these new episodes. They will start on May 10th. That is Mother's Day in my country. I hope you join me in the next level of discovery where it is my plan and hope that I can further explore this book and its multi-leveled meanings with you. Who am I? This is a question we all ask ourselves at some point in our lives. We set off on a quest of discovery at a very young age, usually in our teen years and spend the rest of our lives trying to define it. We look at and for genetics, environment, family connections, and physical similarities. If we do not grow up with the family we were born into, some enter another quest of discovery, looking for their biological families. It all comes down to, where do I belong? It is a journey of this world. It has nothing to do with our spiritual one. If we are all one, then we, can't can be, then we can't be confused about who we are. In the original text on chapter 23, called The War Against Yourself, in the introduction on page 485, and I'm going to start with um, paragraph 3, it says, Walk you in glory with your head held high and fear no evil. The innocent are safe, because they share their innocence. Nothing they see is harmful, for their awareness of the truth releases everything from the illusion of harmfulness. And what seemed harmful now stands shining in their innocence, released from sin and fear, and happily returned to love. They share the strength of love because they looked on innocence. And every error disappeared because they saw it not. Who looks for glory finds it where it is. Where could it be but in the innocent? The next, on the next page, which is 486, paragraph 6, says nothing around you but is part of you. Look on it lovingly and see the light of heaven in it. So will you come to understand that, understand all that is given you. In kind forgiveness will the world sparkle and shine, and everything you once thought sinful now will be reinterpreted as part of heaven. How beautiful is it to walk clean and redeemed and happy through a world in bitter need of redemption that your innocence bestows upon it. What can you value more than this? For here is your salvation and your freedom, and it must be complete if you would recognize it. Then I'm going to go to chapter 30, which is called A New Beginning. And there's a section on page 
629. Again, this is my book. 629, and it's called Freedom of Will. Paragraph 2 says, How wonderful is it to do your to do your will? For that is freedom. There is nothing else that ever should be called by freedom's name. Unless you do your will, you are not free. And would God leave his son without what he has chosen for himself? God but ensured that you would l never lose your will when he gave you his perfect answer. Hear it now that you may be reminded of his love and learn your will. God would not have his son made prisoner to what he does not want. He joins with you in willing you be free. And to oppose him is to make a choice against yourself and to choose that you be bound. Paragraph four. That was paragraph two. Paragraph four is on the next page, which is page 630. What cause have you for anger in a world that merely waits your blessing to be free. If you be prisoner, then God himself could not be free. For what is done to him whom God so loves is done to God himself. Think not he wills to bind you, who has made who he has made you co-creator of the universe along with him. He would but keep your will forever and forever limitless. This world awaits the freedom you will give when you have recognized that you are free. But you will not forgive the world until you have forgiven him who gave your will to you. For it is by your will the world is given freedom. Nor can you be free apart from him whose holy will you share. Um, then there's another part in this section called The Only Purpose. And it's on page 635. Paragraph, I'm going to start with paragraph two. Paragraph two reads, Here it is thought that understanding is acquired by attack. There it is clear that by attack is understanding lost. The folly of pursuing guilt as goal is fully recognized. And idols are not wanted there. For guilt is understood as the sole cause of pain in any form. No one is tempted by its vain appeal, for suffering and death have been perceived as things not wanted and not striven for. The possibility of freedom has been grasped and welcomed, and the means by which it can be gained can now be understood. The next page, which is page 636, at the top of the page, says the world becomes a place of hope. Because its only purpose is to be a place where hope of happiness can be fulfilled. And no one stands outside this hope. Because the world has been united in belief. The purpose of the world is one which all must share. If hope be more than just a dream. Paragraph 3 says, Not yet is heaven quite remembered. For the purpose of forgiveness still remains. Yet everyone is certain he will go beyond forgiveness, and he but remains until it is made perfect in himself. He has no wish for anything but this, and fear has dropped away because he is united in his purpose with himself. There is a hope of happiness in him, so sure and constant, he can barely stay and wait a little longer, with his feet still touching earth. 
yet is he glad to wait till every hand is joined and every heart made ready to arise and go with him for thus is he made ready for the step in which is all forgiveness left behind paragraph seven says when brothers join in purpose in the world of fear they stand already at the edge of the real world perhaps they still look back and think they see an idol that they want yet has their next page 637 path been surely set aside from idols towards reality for when they joined their hands it was christ's hands they took and they will look on him whose hands they hold paragraph nine an ancient hate is passing from the world and with it goes all hatred and all fear look back no longer for what lies ahead is all you ever wanted in your heart give up the world but not the sacrifice oh sorry but not to sacrifice you never wanted it what happiness have you sought here that did not bring you pain what moment of content has not been brought bought at fearful price in coins of suffering joy has no cost it is not your sacred sorry it is your sacred right and what you pay for it is not happiness <coughs> sorry be speeded on your way by honesty and let not your experiences here perceive in retrospect they were not free from bitter cost and joyless consequence paragraph 10 says do not look back except in honesty and when an idol tempts you think of this there never was a time an idol brought you anything except the gift of guilt not one was bought except at a cost of pain nor was it ever paid by you alone and then paragraph 11 which is on the next page on page uh, 638 the will of god forever lies in those whose hands are joined until they join they thought he was their enemy but when they joined and shared a purpose they were free to learn their will is one and thus the will of god must reach to their awareness nor can they forget for long that it is but their own now the last part i want to share with you is um in actually a man the manual for teachers so the manual for teachers is part of the book version i have and and i've mentioned this before and um and mine is um the original it's called the only complete edition and it's the uh combined volumes so it has a number of different sections in it so this one is called the manual for teachers and on page five it says who are the pupils paragraph two says in order to understand the teaching learning plan of salvation it is necessary necessary to grasp the concept of time that the course sets forth atonement corrects illusions but not truth therefore it corrects whatever was further the plan for this correction was established and completed simultaneously for the will of god is entirely apart from time so is all reality being of him the instant the idea of separation entered the mind of god's son in the same instant was god's answer given in time this happened a very long time ago in reality it never happened at all 
The next paragraph is paragraph three, which says the world of time is the world of illusion. What happened long ago seems to be happening now. Choices made long since appear to be open, yet to be made. What has been learned and understood and long ago passed by is looked upon as a new thought, a fresh idea, a different approach. Because your will is free, you can accept what has already happened at any time you choose. And only then will you realize that it was always there. As the Course emphasizes, you are free to choose the curriculum or even the form in which you will learn it. You are free, however, to decide when you want to learn it. And as you accept it, it is already learned. And paragraph four says, Time really then goes backwards to an instant so ancient that it is beyond all memory and past even the possibility of remembering. Yet because it is an instant that is relived again and again and still again, it seems to be now. And thus it is that pupil and teacher seem to come together in the present, finding each other as if they had not yet met. The pupil comes at the right time to the right place. This is inevitable because he made the right choice in that ancient instant which he now relives. So has the teacher, too, made an inevitable choice out of an ancient past. God's will and everything but seems to take time in the working out. What could delay the power of eternity? Hmm. Finding who you are is less a journey of identity and more of one of purpose. This journey requires that you look within for self-discovery, not without. It requires that you know your heart and know that who you are has less to do with biology, but rather your bigger connection to the universe. Finding yourself in others is like looking for validation of an existence whose purpose is only of this world. If you only want to know the superficial you, then that is of this realm and who you are here. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you searching for your place in this world. It is important to know that you are much bigger than this world. The who am I is a physical journey of this world. Searching for your place or your identity in this world is just that. It's in this world. Some have said to me, but this is where we are now. This is a place we need to navigate while we're here. I agree. We have chosen to come here at this time and navigate ourselves in this place and time. But what if we chose this place and time to remember who and what we truly are? So tomorrow, start your day with a declaration of what you want it to look like. Put out good thoughts and good intentions. Send light to everyone who is sick that they may heal and be healthy once again. Continue finding the holy instant each day you find it, you will live in it longer. This will help to focus your mind on what you are seeing right now in the now. Help control your thoughts and keep them focused on what is happening right now. This is the perfect time to embrace the holy instant. It will give you the peace you seek right now. As you continue to evaluate your attachments and special relationships, ask yourself, what is it for? What is its purpose in your life's journey? Every human being is on their own journey. It's our faith in believing this and accepting it as our truth that shifts our perception and releases us from attachment. 
forgiveness starts by letting go of the past. Whatever the theme is, ask yourself one question in relation to it. What is it for? If you can't find an answer, then it must not be as important as you imagine it to be. Why are you trying to relive or review your past? It's over. Let it go. Focus on what's good and find the positive in your day. For those people who are worrying about what is coming, that is equally distracting of the now. This is as dangerous as living in the past. Let it go. Fear does not exist. It is only real to you. You created it and you can undo it. Love is the opposite of fear. The Course suggests that the only correction for fear is love. It asks that you do not look for the root of the fear or try to evaluate why it exists. Let it go. Judgment is a choice. You can choose simply not to do it. There is no good or bad judgment. Both have equal inequities and drawbacks. The answer is to not judge, but rather accept things as they are. Not good, not bad. It is what it is. Embrace the gift. Death. Death is a choice. Believe in its finality and you believe that you are disposable. Believe in its, believe that it's an ending and you believe you have no purpose. Believe in its illusion and you will find, and you will always be afraid and feel misery. Choose life eternal and choose to embrace a path of love and joy. Choose life eternal and choose never, and choose to never accept that anything is final. Peace. Peace starts with you. Find the peace that lies within, and you will extend it to everyone you meet. When you have peace, you seek no attack, and anyone who attempts to attack you will find no enemy. Peace is weighted in forgiveness, as most things are. Let go, and you will find peace there. Accepting what you perceive as not real and only what this world offers is the first step in true perception. With true perception is the burden of this life lifted. With true perception, are you closest to the knowledge of what and who you really are? We need more than ever to awaken from this deep sleep and see the world as it truly is. We need to embrace our brothers and sisters as our equals and with love and with the love God has given us. We need to send out intentions and prayers to everyone so they may see how important this time truly is. Who am I is a physical journey of this world. Keep your search light and remember that who you are is only a frame of reference for this world. You are much bigger and full of light and love. This is the last topic in this series. I hope you enjoyed it and that it helped give you some further insights into the course. It is my hope that you get a copy of the original text, A Course in Miracles, if you don't already have one, and read this wondrous book. It'll be a three-week break until May 10th, and that's when the new episodes will begin. I am covering approximately about four chapters per episode, so it's going to take me some time to put this together. I hope you continue on this journey with me. Please continue to share any feedback you have. My email is trifectanow3 at gmail.com. Until May 10th, remember, this is our journey. Let's keep finding our way. Practice social distancing and think about how we can conquer this together. Have a safe and healthy week, sending everyone lots of light. Always love, Denise.